With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Kedushin, Daf Lama Gimel, page 33. We begin the last word of the second line, Amar Mar. We said previously in the Brisa, You might think that one has to honor a Talmud Chacham, a sage, with his money. Talmud Lama, that's what the verse says, Talk that you shall stand and you shall honor. Just like when one stands, it doesn't involve any kind of loss of money. So too, when you show honor to a Talmud Chacham, to a sage, it doesn't involve using one's money. Is it true that standing does not involve a loss of money? Couldn't we be talking about a person who's making holes in pearls? And as he would be standing up for this Tamachachim, for the sage, so he's going to stop his work and he's going to lose money. So we see that it's possible to have a standing where you indeed are losing money. So it says, the Gemara says like this. First, we're going to connect Kima standing to showing honor. Just like when one honors, when one shows honor for our Tamachachim, he doesn't have to stop working. So too, when a person stands, he stands in such a way that he doesn't have to, has to stop working. So now that we've excluded the case that if in fact a person is involved in making holes in pearls or he's doing some kind of labor that's, that's, uh, a tremendous amount of money from to stand would be a loss of money. So now that we've said that that's not the case, so clearly, now we can connect back uh, showing honor to standing. Because just like when everyone stands, it's only in a case where it doesn't involve a loss of money. So too, when a person shows honor, it does not involve spending any money. From here we, we said, uh, a craftsman is not permitted, literally it means permitted, but actually Tosis explains that this word means obligated. A uh, craftsman is not obligated to stand in front of a sage, as long as they're involved in their work. The lie is it so that it, they don't have to. But time we learned in the Mishnah, that when a person who's bringing Bikurim, someone is bringing his first fruits to the base of Midrash, to the temple. So if a person is a craftsman, they still have to stand for such a person, and they ask how they're doing. And they say to them, Our brothers, the people of such and such a place, come in peace. So we see over there that it's done. So certainly for a sage, So Yechanan says, no, only for someone who's bringing Bikurim is it necessary to stand. But for a sage, one would not stand. Rabbi Yisbar said, See how great is a command being done in this right time. For them, meaning for someone who's bringing the Bikurim, the first fruits, so you would stand up for them, but not for a sage. The Gemara says, "V'dil mashani hasam." That statement of Rabbi Yosi Bar Avin is not per, is not per se uh, an accurate evaluation of the whole story. The Imkain, maybe it's different over there because the Imkainis is an Because if you don't stand up for the people who are bringing their first fruits, so they're going to feel bad. They're not going to want to bring it the next time. So maybe that's why we stand up for them, and that's why we don't stand up for a sage. But who says it shows how great the mitzvah is that it's being done in its time, and that's why we stand up for them? It's not a good proof. Amar we said also in the rest, You might think that you should have to stand up for a tamachacham, for a sage, if one is in the bathroom relieving himself, or if one's in the bathhouse washing himself. Is it, is it true that you don't have to stand up? Rebichia was sitting in the bathhouse, and Rabbi Shimon Bar-Rebi passed by, but he didn't stand up for him. And Rabbi Shimon Bar-Rebi got upset. He came and he said to his father, I taught him, two out of five books of the Sefer Tehillim, of the Psalms, and he didn't stand up for me. Visu, additionally, Bar Kapara, there was this rabbi named Bar Kapara, 
Amin Rabbi Shmuel by Rabbi Yossi, and there are those who say it was Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Yossi, how Yossi was sitting inside of the bathhouse. All of us are Rabbi Shimon bar Rabbi. So Rabbi Shimon bar Rabbi came and he passed by. Vilikami kami didn't stand up in front of him. Ve'ikpid he got upset. Ve'asa amar le'lavu and he went and he said to his father, Shnishli sheishlish shanisil b'tars kahanim. I told him two thirds of one third of vayikra. Ve'lehamim mipana he didn't stand up for me. And the response was from his father, Maybe the reason why he didn't stand up for you is because he was thinking about that which you taught him, and therefore, so he was too involved, he didn't notice that you were passing by. So the Gemara says, It's only be, why is it a good excuse for him not to stand up only because he's th- sitting and he's thinking about these things. If not for that fact, then there would be no excuse. He would indeed have to stand up even though he's in the bathhouse. The Gemara says, It's not a problem. It depends which part of the bathhouse one is sitting in. If you're inside of the inner area where people are unclothed, so, so for you to stand up for a Tamil Chacham, a sage who's passing by, it's not showing respect. But if you're in the outer area where everyone is clothed and the Tamil Chacham, the sage passes by, then one would indeed be obligated to stand. It makes sense that that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about the outer area. That's where they, they were sitting. It's permitted to think about words of Torah. In all places, except when someone's in the bathhouse, when someone's in the bathroom. So therefore, since we're saying that, that the father said, I mean, I mean, I believe it's talking about Rebbe. So since Rebbe said that the excuse was that he was thinking in Torah, where, was it, where could it be permitted for him to think in Torah? Only in the bathhouse, in the outer part of the bathhouse. So therefore, it's clear that that's the explanation. So the Gemara says, that proof is not a good proof. Because maybe it could be that he was saying that perhaps by accident he was thinking and learning. It's possible that he was inside of the inner area. That's not a good proof. The Gemara continues. You might think, we said this in the Bryce, you might think that you, you can cu- close your eyes when the Tamar Chacham, when the Sage gets within a certain distance of you, and pretend that you didn't see. As if you didn't see him. The Gemara asks, are we talking about evil people who are trying to avoid doing commandments? No, we're not talking about a case where you close your eyes once he was there already and you pretended that you never saw him. We're talking about where you close your eyes before the guy walked within a certain distance of you. That in fact, when the guy actually got within, when the sage came within these four cubits, so you didn't actually see him. The kamikame that would require you to stand. So technically, you don't have to stand. Therefore, that's why it says, you shall fear Hashem, you shall fear God, because he knows what you're thinking. And Rashi explains that therefore, since Hashem knows what you're thinking, so you shouldn't do things that clearly show, inside of your mind at least, even inside of your own heart, that you're trying to avoid doing the commandments. Okay, Tana. We learned in Abraisa, Ezu Kima Sheshbahidr. What's standing that shows the proper honor? Heavy honor is the Ara Amis. This is talking about when the person, when the rabbi, the sage that you're standing up for is within four cubits, which is between six and eight feet. Abayah says, this that we said is only talking about a teacher who's not your regular teacher. But Rabbi Yohamuvuk, your regular teacher, even if he's within any sight distance, it's important to stand for him. It does show him respect. When Abai would see the ear of the donkey of Rabbi Yosef, the Asi, that was coming, he would stand up already because he knew that he was on his way. One time, Abai was riding on a donkey and he was walking along the edge of a river. Rameshash and the rabbis were on the other side of the river. They didn't stand up for him even though he was within sight distance. He said to them, Am I not your main teacher? And they said to him, No, we didn't stand because we didn't notice that you were there. 
says, How do we know that a, an elder, a sage, should not cause other people to stand if it's unnecessary? I mean, if he can go around, he should do that. So we see that from the verses, Zakain, the elder one, Viaresa, and he shall fear. Meaning the, the, the sage also has to fear Hashem, and Hashem knows what's going on inside of his heart. Amr Abayabai says, Naktinan, we have a Masorah, the Imakif Chai. If a person goes around, it doesn't cause people to try to, to, to stand up because of him, so he's going to have a long life. Abaya Makif, Abaya indeed would do this, Rabizir Makif, and Rabizir also would do this. Ravina, Havyasav, Kamidir, Rabi One time Ravina was sitting in front of Rabi Mi Difti from Difti. Someone passed by and he didn't have his head covered, which was not respectful to the rabbis. Usually when someone would pass by the rabbis, they would cover their heads. Amr Kamachatsav, Hagavra. So he said, what a, what a audacity this person has, that he would pass by with his head uncovered. So the response was, Maybe he's from this place called Masa the Gisi Barabonon. That in that place, so there are many, many rabbis in that place. So since the people are used to having rabbis around, so they don't per se show them the proper respect. It's like familiarity breeds contempt. Not that they're contemptuous, heaven forbid, but they feel like, you know, I'm one of them, they're one of us, we're all the same. And therefore, if he's from that place, that would explain why he didn't cover his head when he saw us. The Gemara continues. Yisib ben Yehuda, Amir Yisib ben Yehuda says, "When they say b'talkum v'afilu kol seva b'mashma, should stand up for an elderly person, any elderly person, even if they're not a scholar." Amir Biyachanan, Rabbi Yechanan says, "Halacha Yisib ben Yehuda, halacha is indeed like Yisib ben Yehuda." Rabbi Yechanan have a koyim kamei desavi de aramoi. Rabbi Yechanan would even stand up in front of the elders, an Aramean, a non-Jewish elder. Amir Kamar Patki Adu Alaihu Dahani, because he said, "How many?" Life experiences that this person have, including many miracles, says Rashi. Rava makeum lakoi. Rava would not stand up. However, here the Rava lahu. He would show respect by nodding, showing that he wished to stand. Abaye yahiv yadulasave. Abaye, whenever an elderly person would pass by, so he would give the person a hand, or he would give him a place to. He would say, "Lean on me." Rav Meshad Shluchei. Rav wouldn't do it himself. He would send a a, a messenger. Rav Nachman Meshad Goizoi. Rav Nachman would send one of his servants. Amr and Rav Nachman said on a different note, "Ilav Torah. If not for the Torah, Kama Nachman Bar Abba Yikabeshuka. How many Nachman Bar Abbas? He was referring to himself. How many people like me would be in the marketplace? Meaning the Torah is what made me into a great person. Amr Rabbi Aibu. Amr Biyane. Rabbi Aibu said in the name of Rabbi Biyane. We turn to Lamgim Lamah Beis page. 33b. A student is not obligated to stand in front of his teacher, except once in the morning, once in the evening. So that he doesn't have more honor for his teacher than for Hashem. Meaning, since we stand, we dive into Hashem, we stand in front of Hashem in the morning, in the evening, so one should not do, and one is not obligated to do more than that for his teacher. Macy, I'll ask you a question. Rabbi Shimon Lazar says, How do we know that a, an elderly person, a sage, should not cause people to stand up for him? So we learn that out from the fact that it says, You shall fear. And if it would be true that a person has an obligation in the morning and in the evening, why doesn't why doesn't he why isn't he allowed to cause people to stand up? There's an obligation for them to stand up once in the morning, once in the evening. So this proves that in fact a person will be obligated to stand up more than just in the morning and the evening, but rather all day long. Because otherwise we wouldn't tell the, the Chacham, the sage, not to cause people to stand. Light. The Gemara says, no, it's not true. La'aylam, really, I'll tell you, Shachar's harvest, it's only morning and evening. Bovad, ex- only, exclusively. Nafidu ha'chi, nevertheless, kam It's still best for the sage not to cause people to stand in any event. Amar Milazer. Milazer says, Kol tam ha'chacham she'ena'amim b'nei rabbi. 
any sage, actually here it means student, who doesn't stand up for his teacher, Nikola Rashi, is referred to by the Torah as an evil person. He doesn't have a long life. And his Torah is forgotten. As we see in the verse in Ecclesiastes, chapter 8. The good shall not be to the evil one. Here the good, Rashi says, is referring to the Torah. Meaning the evil one, we're referring to this person as an evil person, won't have the good, he won't have the Torah, he'll forget his learning. He won't have a long life, he'll be like a passing shadow. Why? Because he doesn't fear God. I don't know what this fear is. When we connect it to the verse that says, you shall fear your God, in reference to standing up, so we know that also in the verse in Ecclesiastes, it's referring to somebody who does not stand up. So he's called evil, he forgets his learning, and he does not have a long life. Now the Gemara says, Maybe it's referring, actually, when it says Mora, in the verse in Kohelas, it's referring to the fear that the verse says in regards to usury and to having weights and measures that are not correct. No, so the Gemara says, the reason that we learned it out as talking about standing up for your Rebbe, for your teacher, is because we learned it out from the fact that it says, in front of God, and also says, in front of the face of an elderly person you shall stand. So it, says it uses the same word, it's connecting the two verses. The Gemara continues, Let's say you have a man, and his son is his teacher. So, does the son stand up for his father, being that the son is the teacher of his father? Tashma, we're going to bring a proof. Sharp one. Stand up in front of your father, Rav Yecheskel. So that would seem to imply that even though Rav Yehuda was the teacher of Rav Yecheskel, his father, nevertheless, he should stand up for his father. The says, no. It could be that Rav Yecheskel was different because he was someone who had many good deeds to his name. Even Shmuel himself would stand up in front of Rav Yecheskel. So the Gemara says, wait, so why does he have to tell him to stand up? Of course he should stand up. He has good deeds to his name. So this is what he meant to say. Shmuel was saying to him, sometimes he comes behind me. So he's telling him, is, don't worry about my honor, you stand up for your father's honor, not for my honor. I'll ask you a question. Let's say the son is his father's teacher. Should the father stand up for his son, who is his teacher? Tashmah, let's bring a proof. said, it doesn't really make sense. There's no reason why I should stand up for my son. Except for the fact that he married into the family of the Nasi, and therefore, to show respect for the house of the Nasi, I stand up for my son. So the implication here is, only because Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi was his teacher, but if, let's say, the son of Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi would have been his teacher, so he would have, he would have had to stand up for him. That's the implication. Gamar says, no, that's not a good implication. This is what he means to say. I don't, I shouldn't, there's no reason for me to stand up for him, even if he was my teacher, because I am his father. The only reason I'm standing up for him is because of the honor of the Beis Nasi, the house of the prince. The Gemara asks the following question. If let's say the teacher is not actually walking by, but he's sitting on a donkey that's moving and it's passing by. So is that considered that he's sitting and therefore you won't have to stand up, stand up for him? Or is it considered that he's actually walking? Amar Abayi says, Tashma, let's bring a proof. So we have this case, and I'll give you a drop of background. The halacha is that if you have a matzor, a person who's leprous, and he sits underneath a tree, if he's sitting, so then whoever comes underneath that tree will also become tummy, will also become impure. However, if he's standing, so you're not going to become impure. Now, Let's see, there are little details. Let's, let's see how it works out. Tame, Yeshev, let's say the impure person, the person who's leprous, is sitting underneath the tree, Tachas beneath the tree, Vitara Oimed, 
and the person who's pure is standing, tummy. So the person who was pure becomes impure. Tummy, I mean, let's say the person who's impure, the leprous person, uh, is standing, tachas underneath the tree, vitar yoshev, and the pure person is sitting, tohor. He remains pure. Vim yoshev however, if the leprous person sits down, hator tummy. So the person who was previously pure is now tummy as well. It will be the same Allah in regards to a stone that has leprosy on the stone. So it also has the ability to make somebody tame, but it goes by whoever's carrying it. If let's say a person is carrying it in and he's walking, he's standing, so it's not going to create any kind of tumma for anyone else who's underneath a tree. However, if the person who's actually carrying this stone that has leprosy on it sits down, so then whoever's underneath that tree will also become tame. Rav Nachman Barkayin said like this, Zoy Samaritis teaches us, that whoever is riding, it's as if he's moving, meaning that, that if we look at the stone itself, the stone itself is not moving. But the fact is that someone's carrying it, so you go after the fact that whoever's carrying it is standing, then it's considered that the stone is standing, even though it's at rest. So therefore we see that when someone is riding, it goes by whatever motion is being done by the thing it's riding on. Shmami Nod is a good proof. And therefore, this would be the same exact thing in regards to a teacher. If the teacher is passing by, even though he's actually sitting, you would indeed have to stand up for him if he is moving. Iboy, will ask you a different question. Mahu Is it necessary to stand up for a Sefer Torah itself? Rabbi Chilkiah, Rabbi Simon, Rabbi Lazar, Amri, Rabbi Chilkiah, and Rabbi Simon, and Rabbi Lazar all say, Kal It's a logical derivation. If we stand up for those who learn the Torah, so certainly we should stand up for the Torah itself. Rabbi Loi, Rabbi Yaakov, Bar Zavdi, Abu Yasvi. One time, Rabbi Loi and Rabbi Yaakov, Bar Zavdi were sitting. Chalif, Azar, Rabbi Shimon, Bar Abba. And Rabbi Shimon, Bar Abba passed by. They stood up for him. Amar Lahu. So he said to them, First of all, he said, You are scholars, and I'm just somebody who's meticulous in my mitzvah observance. We never find that the Torah should stand up for those who are learning the Torah. What, what usually happens? Only the people who are learning stand up for the Torah itself. So you people shouldn't be standing up for me. He held like Rabbi Lazar, the Amar of Rabbi Lazar held, that a student is not permitted or is not obligated to stand up for his teacher when he's involved in learning Torah. And since they were involved in learning Torah, so they should not have stood up for him. Light Allah However, Abaye held that if you don't stand up, even if you're in the middle of learning, if you don't stand up for your teacher, you've done something wrong, and the, the person who does that deserves a curse. The Gemara continues. The verse says that it watched as Moshe went all the way to the to the tent. Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Yitzchak Nafcha. There's an argument between Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Yitzchak Nafcha. Chad Amar Leganai. One said that this was a negative thing that they look, looked after him. Chad Amar Lashevach. And one said it was a positive thing. Man Amar Leganai. The one who says it was a negative thing. Kid Isa, as is known. And Rashi explains what that means is that they would say that as they were watching him pass by, they would say, "Oh, he's one of us. He has a body like all of us. He has. He's just a human being." So that it was a negative thing. Man Amar Lashevach. The one who says that it was a positive thing. Amar Chizkia. Chizkia said, Amar li Rabbi Chanina, brother of Avo. Rabbi Chanina, the son of Rabbi Avo, said to me, Amar Rabbi Avo, in the name of Rabbi Avo, Amar Rabbi Avdimi, the men Chefa, in the name of Rabbi Avdimi from Chefa. Chacham Oiver, if a sage passes by, I am fun of Dalar Amos. You stand up for him when you see him within four cubits. Once he's gone out of those four cubits, you can sit down. Abbezdin, Let's say the head of the court passes by. So you stand up for him as soon as you see him. As soon as he's passed by you and gone four cubits, you can sit down. 
Nasi Iver. However, if a Nasi, a prince, is passing by, I'm in Milfana Malayana, so you have to stand up as soon as you see him. And you can't sit until he sits down. Shnemraz, the verse says, that they watched Moshe until he got to the tent. So basically, what we're saying is, what was the Shevach? What was the positive thing that they were watching? What this meant was that they were showing respect. They were standing up for him until he got to his place. We'll continue from here with Hashem's help in the next daily daf.